This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We're on the right page today. Yesterday, for some reason, I decided to do the Bible study on my own page, not intentionally. I just, I guess I wandered in here after getting dressed after the shower and uh, realized, didn't realize that I was on, on my own page rather than Lake Community Church's page, but we're back. We're back where we're normally at. And so it's good to see y'all this morning. We are, we are again in Exodus chapter 21. And like I said, we're going through the law and I find it so interesting after the 10 commandments, after God gives them his, his divine law. And he begins to give them laws about how to live. And interestingly, I, you can always tell what God what God says is important, what God thinks is important by how it's brought up. And if something is rarely mentioned, then then probably not as much importance as something that is dealt with over and over in Scripture. And I'm not saying that it's not important at all. I'm just saying that you can begin to understand the heart of God by understanding what he brings up. If you'll notice that the forbearing of Jesus and then the coming of Jesus and then the teachings of Jesus, there, Jesus is a focal point of Scripture because he's God and he's important. That makes sense. That's really makes sense. But there are other things that are really important in Scripture. Faith. God talks about faith and our faith and how much we trust him. That's real important. And so we talk about that a lot. Uh, one of the things that comes up over and over in Scripture, and interestingly enough, we've been doing this Bible study for a couple of years now, and we've been going through, we went through the book of Psalms, Genesis, and Exodus. Interesting, interestingly, this is one of the many times in those three books of the Bible, two of them being the starting books of the Bible, and one of them being the primary book of poetry in the Bible, many times this issue is brought up. And that is the issue of the unborn child and its value to God. And uh, and God sees the unborn child as a child. As once a child is conceived in his mother's womb, he is a child. And we see that uh, mentioned and that and some and aspects of that bring being brought out over and over again. And uh, we see that here. God brings up, he starts with, okay, these are the Ten Commandments. Then he goes on and says, okay, y'all came out of Egypt and y'all were in perpetual bondage. Y'all were in servitude forever. And I'm going to lay out a framework for you to have an economic system where people can move ahead by alienating their labor, by giving up their labor, but that labor is not going to be able to be sold perpetually. You can't give up your labor and the generations to come after you's labor. There's going to be a limit to it, and there's going to be a lot of parameters around it, and these are the limits, and these are parameters. And that makes perfect sense that God would do that because they just came out of Egypt, and they spent 400 years learning how the Egyptians do it, and God said, that's not going to work. And not only that, if anybody tries to implement that system, we're to kill them. 
And then he moves on and he begins to talk about how we treat each other and the things that can really cause major divisions in a society, in a community, in, in a family. And these are things that, that ultimately destroy societies and families, <clears throat> and they're the major issue. And so he deals with murder, and he deals with how you treat your parents. I want you to notice that is of great importance to God. As we're moving through chapter 21, he goes through, and we talked about this yesterday, he goes through how you're to be treated if you intentionally murder someone, how you're to be treated if you kill someone unintentionally, how things are supposed to happen if you if you curse your parents, how things are supposed to happen if you attack your parents. Notice these are fundamental foundational interests that God has in society, in community, and how we relate to each other. And he says, he's saying here that taking of human life by individuals in the community requires that the community itself end the life of the person who took it. He says, listen, the foundational relationships of a society or the nuclear family, mother, a father, and the children, and how you relate to your father and mother and how those families operate is very important to a society, and if that society is going to sustain itself, it's got to operate and function in, in those ways. Is it always going to be perfect that way? No. Mothers and fathers are going to die. Mothers and fathers are not going to act right and not going to take care of their children. Mothers and fathers are going to abandon their children. There has to be ways and means to help that and to overcome that, but just because that happens and people have to overcome in those situations just because that's going on does not mean does not by that token mean that it's okay for those things to happen god says they're not it's not okay and how you treat your parents is important to god and uh, that he is honoring parenthood by saying we're not going to allow parents to be mistreated in our society he's saying it's important to be a good mother and good father it's important that your children see you in that role because it's important for them. And then he goes on and he, he talks about quarreling among each other and getting into fights and whether or not you intentionally kill someone in a fight. And he's saying that quarreling and fighting physical violence is not good. And if it happens and it happens and someone is killed, well, they're going to have to go to a ref city of refuge, which he's going to designate when they get into the promised land. And they're going to have to stay there for 20 years. That's a 20 year sentence away from your family uh, in a city that 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 says we don't want people fighting and quarreling that ultimately leads to death. We're not going to say that's OK. We're not going to say that that'll be good. He says. And then we see verse 22. And notice, he, he expands that understanding. If you're quarreling and fighting and someone gets killed, that's going to cause you to have to spend 20 years away from your family in a city of refuge. Verse 22 says, if people are fighting and, a, and, and hit a pregnant woman and she gives birth prematurely or she, she has a miscarriage, but there's no serious injury, the offender must be fined whatever the woman's husband demands and the court allows. What is he saying? Even if there's no permanent injury, but the child was born prematurely, that that there's going to be a cost to that. What is he say? What is God saying here? He's saying, I value human life and I value life in the womb. And that life is important. And if you hurt a woman 
who has a child in her womb, there's going to be a cost to that. Even if there's not permanent injury, there's going to be a cost to that. It's going to cost you something. Why? Because that child is valuable to me. And that mother is value to me, valuable to me. And that relationship is valuable to me. And that family is valuable to me. And you're not going to, you're not going to treat it as something common or something base. It's supposed to be held in high regard. Life is supposed to be held in high regard. That we see that in this chapter. Freedom and liberty to alienate your your labor and your will is important to me. The life of other people is important to me. Parenthood is important to me. God's nailing down the things that are important to him, nailing down things that matter to him. These are the bedrocks of society. And that's what chapter 21 is about. In fact, you could probably title it. Let's see what it's titled in my Bible. Hebrew servants. I don't know if that's what I would title it. I would title it, what is important in society to God? What does God place an emphasis on? And I, I think that uh, what he's saying is that your freedom, your liberty is important. He's saying, he's saying that life is important. He's saying that family is important. He, and by the way, your liberty doesn't overcome other people's liberty. And that's important. You can't take someone captive and take their liberty away just because you want to. You're going to be put to death if you do that. Life, liberty is important. Both of those things are important. And then he says this unborn child is important because that's how you have families. He says, he says, he says, but there is no serious injury. The offender must be fined whatever the woman's husband demands. And the court allows the, that's a legal system. The husband comes in and says, my wife has been hurt. And I am asking for this relief. And then the court determines what relief needs to be granted. That's something I do every day. That's, that is the legal process in a free society. He says, but if there's, if there's serious injury, you are to take the life for the life. Notice, if you kill an unborn child or you kill a mother that's pregnant because you're quarreling and fighting, if you kill them, he says your life is to be taken for their life. And I want you to notice, this, this is the passage that leads us to something that you hear all the time. And it is, it is interesting that this is what precipitates God saying that. He says, but if there's a serious injury, you're to take a life for a life, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a hand for a hand, a foot for a foot, bone for bone, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. What is he saying? If that woman loses a tooth, and she's pregnant, and she miscarries, you're to take a tooth. If the woman loses a body part because of the injuries she sustained, and she's pregnant, you're to take that body part. He says, he says, and if she loses her life, or the baby loses its life, the baby is injured in some way, you're to take that. It's, a, it's got a cost to it. And oftentimes, people don't want to, we don't want to engage in understanding this. We don't want to, we don't want to, we want to call, that's Old Testament law. What it really is, it really is a way to order society such that people in the society value the things that are going to cause the society to be strong. Let me say that again. This is a methodology by which we, we take the things of society which are bedrock to it and will cause a society to be strong, and we elevate them in the eyes of the people so that they have great importance to the people as they live their lives. 
And if you said, what are the bedrock fundamental things that are important for society? Freedom and liberty and the rule of law. Those are important to society. Family is important to society. Mothers and fathers raising children is important to society. It's God's way of doing it. If, if it, the, the orderliness in society, not taking others' lives, not quarreling and fighting such that someone is permanently injured or killed is important to society. You see how these things matter? Parents raising their children is important to society, and their children learning the importance of family and the importance of their parents and treating their parents rightly is important to society. So children being disciplined in their understanding of their role in society and the importance of these things that God says are important for them. And those things matter. And that's what this passage is really teaching us. This passage is teaching us that God has things that will cause good society and good governance, and people will flourish and grow in those things. Now, I will say this, our societies have begun, our society has strayed from this in many ways. And the societies in the past who've wandered away from these fundamental principles, who've abandoned these principles for whatever reason, oftentimes are destroyed. They begin to wreck from within and they begin to die. A society that doesn't value someone's labor, a society that does not value someone's liberty and someone's ability to do what they feel like their life is supposed to be about, eventually withers and dies. The decay of authoritarianism ultimately destroys a society. A society that, that does not value and honor the family ultimately is destroyed. A society that does not honor people treating each other right and not killing and murdering each other is eventually destroyed. A society that does not value the life of the unborn is eventually destroyed. These things are bedrock principles that must be understood and must be seen for what they are. And God comes in right after the Ten Commandments and says that these things must be this way. If they're not this way, then the, this nation that I'm leading out of bondage in Egypt and leading into my promised land is going to decay and die. You need to be doing these things and doing these things right. And our society needs to be doing these things and doing these things today. We need to be focused on making sure we do the important things best. Any organization that does not focus on doing the things that they were designed to do that are important for society ultimately fail. Uh, a company that gets involved in all kinds of things other than what that company does best and is designed to do best will ultimately go bankrupt. A family that's not focused on the importance of children and the importance of raising them to know God and to know their purpose in the world, that family is going to fail. A church that does not understand that they exist to glorify God, to make God known to the community around them, and to walk in faith so that there's a bright light shining, that church is going to fail when they get involved in other things that do not involve the, the glorification of God, <clears throat> that do not involve the loving and nurturing of the community that they're in, that do not involve, and that means not just the people that are in the church, but it's people outside the church. You're to disciple the people in the church, and you're to be light to the folks outside the church, and a church that does not care about the community that they live in is going to die a, a government 
that does not value the rights of the people and does not keep orderly society, meaning that they punish people who do things to other people that is destructive for their lives and destructive for society, that society is going to rot its, at its core also, and it will die. A society that allows people to take other people's possessions, a, lot, a society that allows people to violently attack other people, a society that allows people to be killed and there not be swift recourse for it, and a recourse that is harsh, it's difficult. Eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth is a harsh recourse. But when when society is governed by a government that says these things are wrong, and when you wrong someone else, it's going to cost you, that society's got a real chance to survive, got a real chance to nourish, to flourish and to grow. And I would say to you, in any in all regards, you need to see this as God telling us these are the things that matter for a good, orderly society to live in. And these principles are principles that have worked over thousands of years. We know these principles work, and we ought to always be involved, and we ought to always be focused on making sure that we hold these principles high. We're going to deal with we're going to deal with other people's property rights coming up and we're going to deal with other people you treating other people's things as important because they're the product of their life if a person spends everything they have to go get a brand new car i shouldn't scratch up that car i shouldn't i shouldn't do things that might hurt that car that's a product person's work and labor for a long time so i shouldn't mistreat someone else's property because it is the product of their life work a lot of times I'm giving you, I'm explaining to you today that God is in the business of not only redeeming, not only delivering, not only giving us hope and life and teaching us to walk by faith, but he's also in the business of telling us what is right and proper and how to live each and every day as a society. And one of the things that is really important to God are children, children who are not a society that does not honor and value children will die. A society that does not educate and grow their children will die. A society that does not protect the family, which is the unit that children are nursed and grown in best, will die. And a, a society that does not value children from conception will eventually rot and die. And that truth has been known and understood for thousands of years, and it has to be retaught to every generation, and has to be retaught to every group of people so that they understand how to live so in such a way that the way God created the universe will bring about the very best for them. And I pray that, uh, that you'll think about these things and ponder these things. Why are these things important? Why is it important that we discuss these things? Why, are we, why is it important we place an emphasis on these things? Because it produces the very best for ourselves, for our family, and for our community. And uh, we as God's people, we as his church, and we as individual believers should always know these things and understand these things. And we should tell others, and we should help others with it. I know you'll be doing that. That's what we've been doing for three years now at Lake Community Church, and I look forward to continuing to do that. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope 
and peace today in Jesus' name.